I desperately need new intro music. This is Jacob with the the Rifles Only Accuracy Podcast. We are everything centerfire and rimfire. And just before we get to today's people that we have on with us, I just wanted to remind you guys that we've got the stuff going on in Colorado. We've got one more class down here before we head up there. Um, check out the website, uh, riflesonly.com, if you have anything that you need in there. Just take a look at that, and remember, if you have any questions about the podcast, uh, topic suggestions, anything, it's R-O-A-P at RiflesOnly.com, R-O-A-P at RiflesOnly.com. In keeping with the quality of our podcast, we've got two gentlemen with us with uh, Short Action Precision. They're on. Uh, We've had a long relationship with Short Action Precision. Really good guys, sponsors of the brawl every time it comes around. So we just wanted to get these guys on. We got Rich Chronister and Nathan Webnar. Say hello, guys. Hello. Well, good. Uh, first of all, thank you all for taking the time to come on and and uh, talk about short action precision and about yourself. But let's 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 learn a little bit about about you guys. We'll start with you, Nathan. Who are you? How old are you? Where are you from? Where you live? Where what what brought you? Wh- how what's going on in your life? <laughs> uh, so Nathan Webner. So um, I am uh, 42 years old, currently uh, living in Arizona, uh, Chino Valley, Arizona, which is just outside of Prescott. Um, been shooting since uh, Precision Rifle since 2010, 2009-ish, and uh, started SAP in 2011. And yeah, that's pretty much uh, what's been going on. So what'd you do before that? Uh, before that, I was into, um, when I first got out of high school, I was a welder mechanic, and I found that it was much funner and easier to get into the acting uh, game, and so I moved to California, got into uh, film and television and all that stuff, and stumbled upon uh, Precision Rifle, and uh, that's what, that's all she wrote. Okay, let's 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 talk about your Hollywood star. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about that just a little bit. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's not, it's a lot of little stuff here and there, nothing too major, you know, uh, did a couple commercials, uh, a couple small stuff in movies and television stuff. Um, I was on Tosh.0, he used to be a friend of mine, Daniel Tosh, he was a comedian I met and uh, good friends with him back in the day. Uh, it was fun. I actually, the reason I got into acting was to kind of start, you know, to make enough money to kind of start my own business. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's kind of how SAP started. You know, it's like that was my dream to get because I really thought that I loved acting. It was fun and easy, but it was you never knew when your next paycheck was. And so I was only there for a short, you know, season in my life, probably about seven or eight years, and then you know got out of that. But it, it was fun. I'm glad I got to meet some really cool people, some real jerks. Um, I got to see a lot of the world, and uh, yeah, I'm thankful for that opportunity. Cool, man. Well, let's not leave that just yet. <laughs> what uh, what movie shows have you been in? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, small parts in like uh, bedtime stories with Adam Sandler. Um, I think it was the Wizard Oz, Wizard of Oz, All Powerful, whatever that newer one was. And then um, I did a Home Depot commercial. Uh, it was that was a really good. It was a really funny one. Um, me and Sam got pulled over by a cop and uh, I, I ended up taking off. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, and then, uh, but the other one I did was uh, I did a Burger King uh, commercial. I did a set of commercials for them. And uh, funny, funny thing is they actually made 
uh, a little toy out of my character. Oh, right. So I have a little figurine of toy of myself, which not, you know, it's like how many people, you know, had an actual toy made of me. It was pretty cool. I was pretty proud of that one. Uh, yeah. Well, you, so you make two, awesome. you make two that I know of. So there we go. That's, that's, <laughs> that's pretty awesome. cool, man. That is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, it, I have to say uh, Hollywood uh, precision rifle, they're typically not said in the same sentence very often that you don't really oh, think of, you don't really think of, uh, you know, long range precision rifle whenever you talk about Hollywood and the people that are all anti-gun and everything else. So explain that to me just a little bit. So, so when I was younger, I, you know, I used to live in Wisconsin, so I was a gun guy. I loved guns, you know, uh, in my early twenties and, uh, I didn't take, when I moved to California, I didn't take anything with me because I wasn't sure about the laws and I actually stumbled my neighbor, uh, as clean as they are one day. I was like, wait a minute, you can have those here? So I got back into guns and I, uh, I stumbled upon uh, a, like a for sale ad for a precision rifle. It was a junk rifle, but I didn't know what, you know, what what was good and what wasn't back then. So that kind of got me on this road. I ended up buying a uh, just a Remington 700, you know, in a, one of those HS precision stocks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, you know, I, I put an AICS chassis on it, a little better scope, and I, I took a clinic you know, like a beginner's clinic in 2010. And that was, that's what got me hooked. I remember we, uh, they, they, you got to shoot all the way out to a thousand and I hit a, the thousand yard plate like three times in a row. And I was shooting 168 mm-hmm. and it, they were probably tumbling out there, you know, mm-hmm. with, cause it was a, I think it was a 16 inch barrel. And I was so stoked. I'm like, holy crap, I hit a thousand yards. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out, you know, this was a, this was like a full sheet of steel, right? <laughs> it wasn't like an sick. It was a huge target, but it didn't matter to me. I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. So that's what got me hooked. You know, yeah. the, the idea that you could do this Yeah. and the, the, the group of people is a pretty, pretty cool group of people. One of the guys that was helping me shoot still a good friend of mine, James Jeffries. And he was there with me from that beginning of that day until now. And he's, you know, lives 30 minutes from my house, but that's kind of how I got into it. I was, I was never the liberal guy, you know, anti-gun ever, you know, my whole life growing up. I know uh, very conservative values and all that. I and know. so going into the, the acting industry, oh my gosh, it's just ridiculous. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I mean, you're, they basically, if you own a gun, you're a criminal in their mind, you right. know, and it's like, get out of here. So I was just doing it because it was, acting was fun. It was, uh, the money was good when it was there. And like I said, it was just a temporary thing for me to, uh, to, you know, save up enough money to start my own thing. So, okay. Well, yeah. I just need to know where to, where I can get my Nathan Webinar bobblehead so I can put that in my truck. So I can no, <laughs> never did a bobblehead, yeah. but I'll have to get you one of these figurines. <laughs> I have to have one, yeah. man. I have to have one. What about you, yes. Rich, man? How, how old are you? Where are you from? What's your story? All right. Uh, 53 years old. Uh, originally born and raised in New Jersey. Then uh, later in life, once I was an adult, moved out west to California, where my family had uh, moved. My dad did. And uh, along the way, my first business, I had a car stereo shop. Uh-huh. Uh, I used to have a crew of young guys who worked for me. And I worked them pretty hard, but I'd always treat them, take them out to dinner, do other stuff. And one of the things I'd do was take them out to the shooting range, you know, bring out all my pistols, rifles, shotgun. And one of my young boys, a guy named Nick Plouffe, he really got jazzed by it. He loved it. Him and his buddy found this precision rifle club. Mm-hmm. And it was the same precision rifle club where Nathan had learned uh, called the California Precision Rifle Club. They're now, unfortunately, gone by the wayside. But mm-hmm. they were a good club at the time. And, uh, yeah, as Nathan said, they had some good clinics. Um, 
they uh, they start you out with your your fundamentals of uh, of marksmanship, your your rifle position, your trigger pull, all the stuff that you know. Obviously, you are the the bread and butter of education on, and uh, went from there to gathering dope, shooting that long range, getting all the way out to a thousand. It was fun stuff. Is that, and, that, uh, that same four by eight sheet of steel that Nathan's talking about? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, at, at that same range, they had it was a, a conventional pits like mm-hmm. uh, high power F class, so mm-hmm. we take turns running the pits. Okay, but they did have the steel off to the side. And let's face it; I mean, you know, shooting papers neat, but everybody wants to hear the thing. Oh yeah, when for sure. Long range. Well, you know, you can't really yeah, you can't really bitch about the size of the target anyway, because you know the thing about it is you're hitting a piece of metal that's four feet by eight feet, but it's 3000 feet away. You know what I mean? So when you look at it like that, say, yeah, that's a pretty small target. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I clearly remember the first time we looked at what a thousand yards was. And I said, Ooh, okay. That's, that's, a, that's okay. That's a good shot. All right. Okay. So, so whenever you, you, like you moved out there, out you moved to California, you had a car stereo business and where did that, where did that morph into oh. from there? I interrupted you and I'm sorry for that. Oh no. Uh, so the, the car stereo biz was fun. It was a great, uh, occupation for a while. Uh, had a fun shop with, you know, guys working for me and I'd, I'd always be hands on on the cars. Well, we had a workshop room in the, in the, the back and I had all my reloading set up there. So when it was a little bit slower, sometimes I'd be back there reloading or have my boys help me loading up for a match or what have you. And, uh, yeah, it was good times. You know, eventually it was, it was time to move on just based on where the industry was going and, you know, economics. But yeah, it was a 16 year run yeah. and, uh, yeah, wouldn't uh, change that for the world. So, and so that's, and that, that, again, y'all, it's, it's y- funny enough how that started me. Yeah. Cause, I cause one of my boys, I got interested in shooting rifle. He's the one who turned me on to the rifle club. You know, he's like, Oh man, you got to join this club. It's like, well, why? They're going to teach you how to shoot a rifle. I was like, well, come on, man. You know, I can shoot. He said, no, no. They're <laughs> teaching you stuff like what the what the Marine Scout Sniper Program teaches. I said, oh, really? And, uh, boy, I was hooked immediately, as Nathan said. Uh, and funny enough, one of the very first people I ever met at a local monthly uh, rifle match was Nathan. Yeah. He was right there. You know, he had been in it for a good year before me and said, Hey man, okay. What do you, what do you got? Okay. Next stage. What are you going to do? Okay. How many rounds do you got? Okay. Well, load your mag. Great. Next thing. What, what are you going to use? You got a bag, a bipod. Okay. What's your dope and kind of walk me through uh, the process of, of, you know, keeping my head squared and being ready for that next stage when the, our uh, drill instructor of a, uh, <laughs> of a, of a, the guy who ran the club would bark out, you know, everybody on the firing line. Yeah, and uh, it was a lot of fun, and just like it is to this day, it's one of the things that makes shooting precision rifle and the sport of the competition so fun. Is all the people who help out. Um, it's it's one of the things I've talked to people who shot other disciplines like pistol competitions or three gun, and they said, "Man, precision rifle, you guys are a little different. You actually help each other out." <laughs> so That's I don't know. It's always been rewarding that way. Well, cool, man. Yeah. And so y'all, y'all are out there and y'all are seeing each other at a club every now and then. And so then what a year passes and y'all decide y'all are going to try to get some product out. What, what, explain that to me. I don't, well, care, so I don't care which in, one. In, in the, in, it was, I, it, it was, in, uh, yeah, it was, I started, uh, I started SAP in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, the idea behind it was we had no local place in all of Los Angeles to get 
precision rifle stuff, mostly like rings and bases, you know, like you didn't have a, a shop. So I was like, you know what? I'd love to, you know, support the local guys, try to get some of these products, you know, and go like that. So that's kind of how the idea of it started. I actually started slinging decaps back when nobody knew where decaps, where they could get them from. And I was like, it's all like the black market for decaps. Yeah. But um, so I, so, so I started that. And then about 2014 is when uh, I was looking for, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a little better at the face of the company than uh, the behind the scenes. And I was looking to bring on somebody to help with the behind the scenes of the business. And that's when Rich was telling me he was looking to, you know, for something different besides the car audio. Right. And so that's, and that's when Rich kind of like started looking into it, you know, and, and, and got involved was in 2014. Okay. And I'll let Rich take it over from there. Yeah, no, it was something similar to that. I think I remember it more where Nathan came at me and said, hey, man, I need some help with this. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, and I, was, I was just closing up doors on my, my stereo shop where I had been working 60-hour yeah, weeks, you know, for I don't know how long. And mm-hmm. Admittedly, I was ready for a little bit of a break, but, you know, I said, you know, they, there's something to this, and it's, you know, I give it a shot. You know, I know Nate, whether or not he's he's – the most financially uh, thoughtful person as far as, you know, plan of attack. That's, you know, why he brought me in. But I said, yeah, you know what, this has got something, you know, we're, we're in a fun sport. It's growing. You know, we're kind of in the beginning where, you know, I started out and Nathan started out, you know, before even the, the precision rifle series was just getting on its feet and we're kind of in, in the ground floor of something that we really like to do. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what, let's, let's do this. So, yeah. Yep. We in, I invested and put put more money into the company and matched what Nathan already had in there and we just pushed forward and kept working on different products that we make, different products that we carry that we knew that the shooters were gonna need for shooting matches or just general long range shooting and Man, if you say you got in on the on the ground floor, that makes me that like I, I got in like under the basement. <laughs> you making me feel no, old, man. You laid you laid the foundation. <laughs> no, the basement, the, the foundation, the basement, the whole the whole structure was already there. The, the actual floor didn't go into later, but yeah, no, you, look, you laid. You I laid, mean, you got you you paved the road to the building. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's what's crazy. That's what's crazy when I talk to some of these shooters now. They're like, "Wow, you've been doing this for." I was like, "Me? I thought I felt like I was the new guy, you know, because we had Jacob, we had we had um, Cherry Cross, you know, we had." Uh, a skit with a biscuit uh like all these guys you know who've been around for like 10 years at least if not more you know but before i got in you know and yeah now we're like part of the older crew but not the old old crew. Uh, another topic you guys are making me feel old okay <laughs> so, all right so just no. all right y'all got in here and y- w- y'all are starting to sell stuff and and i'm gonna i'm gonna come back to that but one of the things that 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 y'all came out with and it was the two round holder. Okay. On the side of your gun. I have, yep. I have to admit when I first saw that, I thought it was the stupidest fucking idea I had ever heard of in my life. <laughs> I thought, what the hell? Yep. Why is that? This is ridiculous. I'm never going to put one of those on my gun. It, I just don't need it. And yeah. then people started coming through classes with them and you know you would you would get a you we're starting to you know get to the point to where we're doing drills you know that are that are timed with certain amount of ammo 
and you know the, you change a magazine or you put in a new magazine and one of your rounds flies out and so it's supposed to be a 10 round deal and you're sitting there you got nine in there and they reach up and just grab that thing and put it on put it inside their bolt and I was like inside their chamber and I'm like holy shit I really need that now every yeah. single every single gun that I have has one you know what I mean we sell them at our pro shop and I I don't know where I, yeah. I, I mean it, it's just what and, and I mean a dude made a billion dollars selling pet rocks, and this is so much better than a pet rock. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> you guys, that was just that was just an amazing bit of insight, uh, and you know something, you know that I would just I would I would never think of that. And then now, like I say, I look over, I'm looking at several of my guns here. They all have them on there. And uh, where where did that in where was that inception? What was the thinking behind that? Why would y'all do that? I know it's such a small little simple thing. So. The, the, who came up with it was, uh, again, my, my good friend, me and Rich, both are, are good friends, James Jeffers. Mm -hmm. He was in the part of that club, you know, he came up with this idea, uh, for this because, you know, like he said, you know, especially co competitive, that's where we were. We weren't snipers. We weren't in any of the, you know, that the tactical side of it, mm -hmm. but because for us, you're under the clock, you, uh, you have a hang fire, whatever it is, you know, and you need another round quick. That's, you know, it's right there. Mm -hmm. So that was the idea behind it. So I remember he, he oh, you went back, then, back, back then you just had, you know, your typical uh, stock pack, you know, you had regular yep. you know, fixed riser stock mm -hmm. and you had however many rounds, five rounds on your cheek. Right. Well, man, think about that. You got, you got to take your eye. Your eye was on the target. Now you got to take your cheek up. You're not looking at the target. You're pulling rounds out. It, it, the yeah. feng shui was not there. We think, man, we need them close. We need them where you don't take your eye off that target. You just grab it like butter, throw it in there. I used to shoot a lot of stages before they had the 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 bigger capacity, like the floor plates that extend your mag. Mm -hmm. Ten rounds was it. They'd have a, a stage with 12 rounds. I wouldn't bother to do a mag change. Right. Why? Because I could load that single faster than I could to drop a mag, mag yeah. pull a mm -hmm. mag out, shove the mag in. Mm -hmm. And uh, but yeah, go ahead, Nate. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, no. So that's uh, so we, I, I, that was like one of my first products. I literally, uh, like started, you know, making and carrying, and and so we, I think that was in 2011, 2012. We started coming out with that, and uh, it it blew me away because you know, like I remember taking them to the matches and everybody's buying them here and there. And now I look, you know, almost every Instagram picture of a precision rifle has one on it. You know, it's it's a it's a it's such a small price. And let's be honest. This sport is not cheap. Right. That is the cheapest accessory you can get. <laughs> and must for have. This whole thing, you know? and yeah, a, and it must have. It's a must and have. So, yeah. And so we and we so after Rich came on, we kind of played off on the original, which was just a center fire or short action round, you know, style 308 cartridge based. So we realized, you know what, we need one of this, one of these for like the hunting rounds, the magnum mm -hmm. rounds. Yep. And so we came out with the magnum round and then we did a two, two, three, you know, style round. And uh, now, I mean, this whole product line, this family product has gone to, we have the CZ mag holders, the Bagara mag holder, yep. you know, for your 22s. Yep. And then we also, we have, we just did a 50 cal. So for, for some of the guys with the big bores, you know, the 416s, all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. 75s. And, uh, and I miss, am I missing any, Rich? Uh, that's yeah. it, right? That, that's all the, the, the sizes. Basically, it's everything yeah. 223 all the way up to... If you got something bigger, you you gotta be driving a tank or something. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah but now the one that yeah, you have um, for the for the magazines for the Vergara and, and that that that's actually a Kydex, isn't it? 
No, so okay, so let me clarify with with yeah, sorry putting that out there. So basically, the one that we have, it's it the the fabric based one, like our two rounder. It does the CD CZs, it does Anschutz, and also does the Savage mags. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, so, yes. so so for Bergara, that that's going to be the next phase of what we're going to get into, which is all of our plastic molded items, which came. Well, uh, that's what I'm. That's what years. I'm on your website right now, and I'm looking at at you've got yeah. the the CZ. MC for the the magazine carrier right there, and that's that's right. obviously Kydex. And then next to it is the right. the, the Bergara, the Tika, and those those are Kydex too, correct? Right. So yeah. the so okay. the one Nate originally talked about, mm-hmm. it's just like a two rounder where it holds an extra CZ mag right on the side of your rifle. It's super low cost. It's like twelve dollars and change. Okay. Uh, super simple way to keep an extra fresh mag right there. Uh, I see it. Go. I see it now. Course, I see of it. Of course, with rimfire, you get a lot of. You know, you can get duds, you can get, you know, rimfires obviously a little bit uh, funnier with feeding and whatnot. But, but yeah, I mean, later on, the one of the products that came, you know, our most recent series of products is all molded Kydex, which mm-hmm. each, each and every piece we worked quite some time to get the form and function mm-hmm. uh, just the way we like it. Um, we started out making holsters for the Voodoo uh, 22 Cal mags. Um, wanted something to specifically fit those better right. uh, than what was out there. Yeah. And the next thing that we did, we realized that Voodoo started making slightly different. We had an aluminum, a plastic, a 10, a 15, all these different mags. We said, whoa, they had slightly different fit, and they didn't all fit exactly right. Mm-hmm. So we kind of went back to the drawing board and said, we need something that is, is flexible. We need yeah. something that can adapt. Yeah. And so the first big granddaddy, is our hottest seller it's, uh, called the AMC for adaptive mag carrier. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the, like, kind of like the, it's almost the one holster that fits them all. Mm-hmm. It does AICS style. That's AWs. It'll even do AX mags with that little lip at the front. Mm-hmm. It'll do Bergara mags for their 22, the voodoo mags. Mm-hmm. You name it. If it's shaped like an AICS, it'll fit. Cause it's got an adjustable tension on the side. So right. you can adjust not only for your different mags, but you can, uh, dial in how tight it holds it so if you want it looser for like mr quick draw yep. or you want it tighter to make sure it doesn't flop out when you're running and gunning right it's totally up to the user which is sweet and then that evolved into more specific mags that are just different shaped like the cc we did a double mag holder for that since it's a small slim mag yep i see and then we did the new brigara uh antica the they're kind of a chunkier but not full size mag. So yeah. we started doing those because again, the rim fire has just gone unbelievably well. And yep. uh, we're, we're really amazed by how, how much that's grown. And I mean, it, it's awesome. Oh, really me too. Me too. About that. I thought uh, it went, it grew in 18 months. What I predicted was going to take five years and it was just, it's fucked. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. So it looks like that, that the uh, CZ is like a double mag. And then your Bergara are single mag holders is what I, what it looks like to me. Right. Okay. Yeah, because the, the CZ the CZ mags are so small. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing like the Anschutz and yep. the Savage. They're yep. just little little teeny like they're like a twenty two size. Yeah. Of course. Uh, but we looked at it as like, man, a single mag, man, that's just ooh, that thing's tiny. It mm-hmm. was almost too tiny for the footprint to have a belt clip and everything. So we decided, you know what, let's just go for a double. Yeah. Because it made sense to use that that amount of territory that we're going to make for a holster anyway. Well, that's cool. You know, that I'd seen some Ansitz rifles up in, in Minnesota that, um, you know, they actually, that their stocks actually had their magazine holders built into them. 
And I, I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, or yeah. Yeah, it's very cool. Those are some pretty. Absolutely. I've, I've got one of those myself. Yeah, that's a very cool rifle. Very much. Ruth Susie was uh, shooting it up there. And that's the first time I had seen one of those in that application. I'd seen them in other applications, but not that, not that field field rifle application. So it works really good, obviously. And it's it's fantastic. Well, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I noticed on your website, you do, if if you are into the, just the rimfire side of this house, you you actually list it as 22 specific gear. And of course you have some stuff there that's going to get your crossover. Like your slings, I see that. Um, it was a great sling too, by the way. We saw those in the pro shop as well. So uh, you, if you... You, you can buy them on your website. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> buy them from rifles only. They make yeah. a great podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool, man. Cool. Well, and then, so we started out with a two round holder or that or the two round holder was, it came along later. What, what was the first product? Uh, the first product was, it was actually kind of like the sling and the two round holder. I think okay. the two round holder was first. Okay. And then, um, yeah, because we were starting to come out, I was starting to come out with the sling and design when Rich came on and then Rich, uh, came in with some, um, a little finer, like details that to make it even better to what we were kind of originally thinking. Am I right in that Rich? That's correct. Right. Yeah. We were just in the process of, of dialing in everything that we wanted in, in that sling. So yeah, cool. What, yeah, how, so that, that was the, yeah. How many two-round holders do you estimate that you guys have sold, like the individuals <laughs> and as well as dealers like myself? Because I know we, we we buy a bunch at a time. Got it. I mean, Rich, am I, am I wrong to think it close? It's got to be close to 100,000, no? Maybe I don't know. Is that too high? It, it's, I don't even know. That may, that may be on the high side. I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, I don't I know. know that, I know that our production a year right now, Oh, uh, we're somewhere around ten thousand or so a year. Yeah. So Okay. It's hard to say, but it's it's a lot. Yeah. I, well, we you're like getting to up close to that most number. Popular accessory in the whole sport. Unfortunately, it's the it's the least expensive accessory, but you know, so be it. Yeah. Well, I know that they are they are you know, they are priced. You know, no one's gonna not have one, you know, just because of price put them out of it, you know. So that's that's awesome. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Cool. And so as you're moving forward. Hang on, I'm just looking at this. I see that you guys are carrying stuff from uh, Area 419, um, different different places. Talk to me a little bit about that. I got a 419 story for you after. Uh, about 419? Yeah. They're, they make really nice stuff. Yeah. Uh, they're machining. Wow. Uh, I've been really impressed with every item that they've come out with just in the, if you sit there and really analyze every little nook and cranny, they mm. really think about the way that each piece is made. Yeah. Um, originally I remember when they came out first, um, they, they did a lot of work with the guys from short action customs mm -hmm. and we were friends with, with those guys and some of the other shooters, uh, who were, were on their original team and they started using their brakes and they were really big on them. And at first I was like, who are these guys? I don't know. I don't know. And then they started growing and then I got my hands on them and I said, Ooh, that's actually really nice. Mm -hmm. And, uh, those guys have just been putting everything back into their business over the years. Yeah. And they just keep growing and growing, buying more machines and coming out with a lot of really neat products. So, um, they're super popular with the shooters, at, you know, understandably. Yeah. Uh, anything from their Arca stuff to their brakes to just all the little knickknacks that they make. So yeah, it's been a good fit for us. They're very popular with the rimfire shooters. Uh -huh. They got a bunch of stuff for CZ and uh, 
Yeah, no, we've been big fans, and uh, yeah, they 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 don't let us down. Their equipment doesn't fail. Um, you know, it's, what else can I say? I mean, uh, I think I can't even remember. You know, maybe one or two problems with any product we've ever had since we've carried them. So yeah, that says a lot for them. Yeah, well, cool. Well, yeah, I was out at um take, taking care of businesses. Yeah, oh, I agree. I agree. I was out at um doing a, a thing at the precision rifle expo in in georgia i think it's georgia yeah but where they had me set up i had a, a tent and i was doing uh lectures on fundamentals of marksmanship while i was out there and those guys were just down the way from me and they were on the range and you know they were you know shooting their stuff and everything else and a couple of times after you know i was talking about you know you know where the trigger finger needs to go things like that and a couple of times after you know someone come up and just ask questions and so man i said oh let's go and ask these area 419 guys if i can just do a quick demo you know with one of their guns and man they were absolutely so gracious you know i said yes absolutely here they you know just whatever you need i mean i actually ended up sending them an email on that because they just ma really made me feel welcome you know it was, it was it was really cool it was really cool i i believe in those guys absolutely Cool. Yeah, I'm just. I, I, yeah, a lot of this, like all of the stuff we carry, uh, you know, it's what was good is because we were shooters, uh -huh. you know, in this, and uh, obviously, you know, as, as things have grown, we've been able to shoot a little less over the yeah. years. But um, so it's like getting firsthand experience of what's what you want to carry because what works and what everybody's using. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so all these, that's a, that, that's where how we kind of have all the products that we do, you yeah. know of knowing what's out there and what works, what's good quality, you know, and, and all that. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm kind of looking at all the stuff that you guys have on your website and it's, it's all really, it's all from good people, you know, and it's all good stuff, you know, yes. people, I mean, it's like, you're we, not, we, we also really love, uh, you know, like most of the companies we deal with really, really love dealing with companies who are born from the shooters, born right. from people who, I mean, they're not just a company. They're not just right. a big, corporation these are people who actually shoot the sport there's a few companies out there where they were top shooters and they're also smart people who know how to machine or design and boom there's a great product again yeah. you know so many products we, that's, that's kind of our favorite product to carry from another company is somebody who really understands the sport from shooting it mm -hmm. and then develops their product from that experience just like our beginnings and just like you know anything that we want to bring out it's got to be it's got to be functional and based on what you're going to use it for and uh that's that's always really cool to see people like that grow. yeah that's cool man so you what um you know you've got your slings you've got your two round holders and i'm talking about i'm talking about sap specific stuff now and so what do you guys plan on what's give us a preview what's going on in your heads what's something that you've got cooking uh for a future release i'll well, start chance that one so as far as a future product, uh, it's hard to say what's coming next. Uh, we've been really focusing on all of our Kydex for the last couple of years straight mm -hmm. uh, because it's been really expanding. We've got not only all the solutions for the mag holsters, we've got the rim fire. We've, we've also got a whole line for Kestrel, mm -hmm. anything from just regular rugged belt holsters to a uh, little unit that will strap on like a leg of a tripod and allow you to operate the buttons of the Kestrel while retaining it in place. Uh -huh. uh, it's pretty handy. Um, uh, we just uh, revamped and re-released a, a oldie but a goodie. 
there was a guy named Marcus Blanchard. I don't know if you ever met him. Uh, he was a one of the top Piera shooters for a while. He was out of Utah. He came up with just this cool little dope card holder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like a, about the, the dope card equivalent of a two round holder, mm-hmm. the most simplistic thing, but it just, it just works. It works. Holds, holds a small business card size dope card goes on the side of the rifle Velcro, just like a two rounder. Mm-hmm. It's flexible. So if you're, you're running a barricade with portholes or something and you whack it against something, mm-hmm. it doesn't break. It'll okay. just push to the side. You flop it right back out and good to go. He, he let us run with his baby. We, uh, we had been selling it so long and more so than any other dealer that when he came time to move on careers into, uh, leaves in some form of real estate now, mm-hmm. we, we asked him, he's like, yeah, just, just, you have my blessing run with it. It's yours now. And we took that opportunity to take, you know, the great product that he made and just give it a few tweaks, a little fine tune. And, uh, that's been, been really good for us. So the sidewinder. And uh, we made specialized little dope cards for it, improved the attachment, you know, just minor tweaks. It's basically the identical, you know, great product that he made. And again, it's like a low, low cost type of, you know, functional product, which is really cool for a lot of the shooters, especially the new guys. Yeah. Um, you know, we have much, much more elaborate high dollar options for dope mm-hmm. uh, holders and whatnot, but that one's just tried and true basic. It's awesome. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, but, yeah. Other new products, geez, it boils down to time. Uh, we've got some ideas for some different things, um, but you know, it's just a matter of getting those out there. There's even occasions where we get an idea, and it's not something that we're really specialist at making. Mm-hmm. Something like a machined item that's just not our normal uh, scope of, of you know expertise. Right. And I've gladly passed some of those items on to people who I know who are competent uh, and say, Hey guys, just, just make it, you know, we don't, we don't really want the royalties. But I tell you what people are needing right now. There's an item that's, you know, for, for, you know, an application that nobody's making, it'd be good. So, mm-hmm. and sometimes stuff like that just happens. So, but yeah, no, uh, who knows what we're going to make next. Um, again, we don't like to release anything unless we think it's really, functional something's going to add to the shooting experience for somebody if it's just something that's a spin-off that's practically what somebody else makes it's not really you know doesn't really make sense but if we can if we can invent a better mousetrap then yes all right cool man well i have a one of my we as you know it doesn't get cold down here in texas very often but uh when it does i've got one of your hoodies and um (laughs) One, I love it. I mean, nice. I, I wear that hoodie more than I wear any other cold weather because it's just perfect. It's really, we never get super, super cold, but you know, whenever we do, it's it's heavy enough that you know I can layer underneath it. And but I want to talk a little bit about the the artwork. Um, it seems like that you guys kind of trend towards that World War II nose art off of bombers. Does it, where did that come from? Yeah. So that was, that's from me. So I'm a, <laughs> Jacob, I don't know if you ever knew this. I, I'm a chopper guy. Like when, you know, being four foot five, you can't, you don't necessarily get to go ride any other motorcycle. Okay. So I built a chopper. So I was into this whole scene and lot, in, in that whole motorcycle scene, there's a lot of, you know, that kind of came up, you know, that nose art. So mm-hmm. I was huge into like pinups and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of exactly the style I like when I started this. And um, I wanted something original. And so I, I've been very blessed and fortunate that my sister-in-law is an amazing artist. 
And so I went to her and I said, hey, this is kind of what I'm looking. Can you do something for me? Mm-hmm. And she came up with the original girl that's sitting on the bullet. Right. And, uh, you know, just like it's, you know, like Memphis Bell, whatever else, you know, other nose arts, uh, famous nose arts that are out there. Right. And so that's how it kind of came about. I started with her. And then um, the bullet, I like I needed something that wasn't, uh, you know, a pinup. It was a little, it was a little less, you know, whatever. And so I found, you know, I found another artist who created that that for us, you know, and kind of went that route. And then I like how we sell rich. I want to do another pinup, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But then we came out with another, uh, my sister-in-law did another pinup for us, which is really awesome. And then I don't know if you've seen the most recent uh, shirts that didn't sell. <laughs> the, 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 I think they're the better looking pinups. It's me and Rich holding the rifles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen them. I've seen them. <laughs> you know, I was going to tell you all after I mean, this is over, I'm going to have to have that, man. You, I mean, sexy, <laughs> sexy, sexy. No question. Yeah. Rich can tell you about that one. Yeah, there's a little bit of backstory with that one. So as you men- mentioned, uh, Ruth uh, Susie up in um, uh, what is it? Minnesota. Oh, geez. Minnesota. Yeah. So she's been shooting precision 22 for some time. Uh-huh. Uh, she's always, you know, big on the scene. Yeah. We'd see her at the 22 nationals. We are there every year. We've been there, you know, I think it's four years in a row. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she'd always come by. We'd have a booth there set up where we're giving away stuff to the shooters and got gear there to, to, to sell. And she'd say, you know, I really would like a shirt, but I I don't want this this female pinup. It's a little sexist. And I said, "Well, Ruth, I'm not saying you're not entitled to your opinion, but I, you know, I I I don't quite see it the same way. But I, I hear you. I hear you. You know, my grandpa flew to a, a a fighter in World War II. He had a, he had nose art, and I don't think grandma minded. So, mm-hmm. but I hear you. She's like, "Well, you need to do a male pinup." I said, "Ooh, <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to be a big seller." <laughs> no, no, no. Seriously, it's gonna sell. It's like, well, we'll have to take that into consideration. See you the next year. She's like, how about that male pinup? Like, oh, oh boy, that didn't go away. So uh, she is I persistent. Said, oh, okay, well, um, so I said, all right. Um, I tell you what, it's it. We'd have to commission an artist and everything. It might cost some money. You know, maybe get a model or something. I, I don't know. Like, yeah, it, it, it'd be great. You should do it. I said, well, I don't know. Probably about the best we could do for a model is like me and Nate. And she said, yes, that's awesome. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the next year I come back and I say, well, we're getting close to nationals. I said, Nate, we got to do something because Ruth's going to be there again. Yeah. And she's going to she's going to want to know where's her pinup with the guys. So just for fun, wouldn't I, I, I did a. Uh, a photo here in the house, like a tactical pose with my rifle slung. And uh, I sent Nate the pick and I said, Nate, I, you know, take a picture like this, you know, very similar. And I'll put them together and, and try to work something out. And uh, so Nate did. And he just happened to have an awesome uh, uh, handlebar. He called it a handlebar mustache, Nate. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Classic looking mustache. So. I put it together and ran it through like a, a comic filter to make it look more comic book style. And we, we did a t-shirt and brought it to the, to the, to the match and gave it to Ruth. And she was, she was very uh, enamored of the shirt. She loved it. She said, this is great. And immediately she had, you know, half a dozen friends come up and ask us where, the, where they can get a shirt. 
So, so oh boy, here we go. Well, so shortactionprecision.com is where you can get it for the low, low <laughs> price of $24.99. And I think it just yes, comes but, in but just that, comes that in does, black. That, correct. But the, that does come with an extra special. So 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 before it ever went into production, we talked more with Ruth and I said, Ruth, I got an idea. How about since this was for the ladies, let's do something for the ladies. So we've we've had our t-shirts that we've sold since day one. We've improved the quality of the shirt and this and that. And economics, you know, price always goes up, but we've never charged more than 20 bucks for a normal shirt because we just don't want it to be expensive. Right. You know? And this one, it's five bucks difference. But what we do with that, that goes towards sponsoring uh, shooter slots for ladies to shoot matches. Nice. So basically, we make a we make a pool, a kitty uh, for ladies to shoot. And Ruth's responsible for doling that out whenever it mm-hmm. builds up. Yep. And uh, so it's pretty cool. So, that, yeah, that's that's kind of the, the story behind that. That is awesome. That is awesome. So, yeah, so go and get that T-shirt because it's helping the community not only have a badass T-shirt, but also getting people out there shooting more. Well, that's fantastic, guys, man. Well, yeah. we, we were happy to help. You know, it, was a, it was a fun thing. We'd done a lot with the kids before, and then right. you know, it was the first thing we did specifically for the ladies, but, you know, it, it's fun. It's, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's good. And I'm glad that I'm glad Ruth's involved in that because she, she's all about that. And, you know, that that whole Minnesota uh, rimfire community is extremely robust. You know, I've been up there to teach classes and help them out with one of the one of their matches. And man, everybody there just super, super cool people. So fun to be around. Oh, yeah. Well, her and Justin have done an amazing job. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm sure you run into people through you know your, your history who, you know, really build up their their area. Yep. You know, when Nathan and I first started, it was uh, the NorCal, Northern California right. yep. uh, Club. Those guys had some really solid guys who really got the team together, really got everybody out. They'd pitch in, help set up targets. And they had a, it wasn't just, just fun shooting. It was, it was actual, like a family. Yeah. And it seems like, mm-hmm. like Ruth and Justin have done uh, a very similar job up there with the, uh, with, with all the other shooters like Nate and Michelle and everybody else who, who go there and shoot pitch in them. Oh, yeah. Basis. Yeah, there's so many. It's always really cool to see that. Yeah, so many good things. I was up there. We were doing a class, and, uh, man, it was, it was I guess, they call it normal Minnesota. You get that one day that you get every weather pattern in the world except snow. And so it was like hurricane season, monsoon season, all of it one time. And then uh, Troy Tyson was actually in the class. And he, he does the DFAT, you know, that uh, dry fire aid to training. Yeah. And all that. Man, we in that room there at Rush Lake Range, we just brought in props. He fitted every scope with one of those things. And there's like 15 people in this class, maybe more. And uh, he fitted every scope with those, set up targets. And so we didn't lose one bit of training. I was storming like crazy outside. And it's just, I mean, he didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? This is, you know, his products. Yeah. But, you know, he did it. And, and everybody that was up there, you know, the I just didn't. I didn't run across anybody that I didn't really enjoy being around. That's that's a good group of folks. He's he's a super nice guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we met him years ago, and uh, we do a little bit of work back and forth. But yeah, he's absolutely uh, you know salt of the earth, good good people. Yeah, he he came down here to do a class. Him and Ruth and uh, Molly Hall. Molly Hall came down with her dad JT, and so yeah, they've they've spent a few of them have come down here to South Texas too. So it's it's been it's been a really good really good relationships with all of those people. I was on, I was on Ruth's podcast 
And uh, I think, it, like, I don't know, she hadn't done very many of them whenever it was that 22 thing and I was on, so it's been a while. But, well, cool deal, guys. Nice. Well, we're, we will we will wrap this up. Uh, again, I want to tell you how much I appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. I know that y'all are both in different cities and even different time zones, and so we had to get this coordinated, and, and um, it, it's just uh, it, it's a real pleasure to have you guys on here. I also want to thank you for the support that you do to the community, you know, with the kids, with the girls, sponsoring, you know, the matches that you sponsor. I know that you always sponsor ours, and it's it's very much appreciated. Uh, keep us uh, Keep us posted on any new products that you have that we can we can operate as a dealer for you guys because we we just really really value the relationship between rifles only and short action precision yeah likewise seriously absolutely we uh you know we wouldn't be here without people like you and in fact myself personally as you know uh you were my first you know advanced teaching i mean i had my foundation with the with the club but uh, other people told me it's like hey you want to get good at this you need to go to rifles only. You need to go see Jacob. That was that was 2011, if you recall. Yeah. And I was lucky enough that you did you did a course. It was uh, out west, and I got to to take part of that, and it it changed everything. Well, I, I was having good. a great time and shooting well, but then I was shooting really well and just loving it. Yeah. Yeah, there's, you know, once you get that, well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I've got to get every, all those lines cleared so that you can keep getting better and better and better. And there's, there's techniques for that. So that's what we kind of specialize in. Mm -hmm. Well, once again, guys, thank you. Uh, Everybody out there listening. If y'all have any questions for the short action precision crew, you can send them in to rifles only accuracy podcast at rifles only.com, but it's just the first letter R O A P. So do that. Uh, Check out their website. It is short action precision com. There are pages and pages and pages of really good products. They also have uh, sap in the field, uh, pictures of them at different training things and different matches. Really interesting to look at. Uh, they got their swag page. You can get, you know, uh, T-shirts. There's a, you can see kind of the evolution of the nose art T-shirt, which is it's kind of it's kind of cool. You know, the different ones that are out there. Um, you could do a collection of these. I'd hang them up in the hang them up in the classroom in here. They look really good, but. <laughs> At any rate, guys, thanks again. Stay on with me after after I outro this, and uh, we'll wrap it up. But thanks again for listening, everybody. Appreciate it very much. Thank you.